What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to the Carolinas, Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I am your host, Heath Mulliken. This is part of the Double Drop Kick Show. Hoping to get back with uh, Mark Whitman soon and put out some more great Double Drop Kick Show content. So let's. Uh, <laughs> I want this uh, podcast, this episode, to be. 99% positive, 1% talking about the bad stuff. I posted an article late last night uh, talking about the timeline of the Black Christmas show, which ran Saturday night at Easley High School. Uh, if you didn't know, um, most of the wrestlers have not been paid yet. Uh, it's a it's a debacle, it's a crazy thing, and I put together uh, put together that timeline so you could kind of see what had happened between Superstar Wars Wrestling and More Than Conquerors events. Uh, More Than Conquerors events just founded here in the last few months, and so it's you know it's a it's a long read, uh, but. It's got, you know, a timeline of their Facebook posts and their announcements and just going through uh, what uh, what rumors I heard and when. Uh, but it's a, it's a very fascinating, fascinating thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've been reporting on a lot of this stuff on Patreon for months. Uh, as I heard things, as I kind of as my spider senses were, were tingling and just something wasn't right. I've been talking about a lot of that stuff on Patreon, asking a lot of questions, patreon.com slash double dropkick. But I got up this morning and I, I just felt really dirty. And, you know, I've got friends who were on that show who traveled and haven't gotten paid. And who are really legitimately, as they should be, angry at, at a multitude of people. Uh, you have somebody who intentionally wrote, anyway, intentionally wrote fraudulent checks. And uh, it's just crazy. The last thing I want to say about it is this. If I bring a pyromaniac to a party... And they burn the house down. Can I say, hey, 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 don't look at me. Not my fault. I didn't have anything to do with this. I don't think so. And there just seems to be when, when the wrestlers in the locker room should have been paid in cash. There seems to be a lot of people trying to pass the buck on this. Listen, just just take responsibility. And uh, here's here's the thing, though. This is this is you know, this is what I want this podcast to be. This episode, we can't let one bad deal. Uh, overshadow the fact that in this region there were three 
tremendous shows over the weekend. I want to talk about one of those in particular. And then we've got some great, we, we've seen some great announcements this week. And we got some great shows coming up this upcoming weekend. Southern Honor in Canton, Georgia, last Friday night. Drew, uh, reports say 400, round 400, which is awesome. I think rumors of Southern Honor's demise have been greatly exaggerated, especially by people who have a vested interest in them not doing well. But Southern Honor, great show. If you have not seen their poster for their January show, Let's just go ahead. If there's a award for poster of the year, that one just like go ahead and give that one the award for 2022. An absolutely incredible piece of work. You had Viral Pro Wrestling Saturday night in Thompson, Georgia. Huge show for them where they culminated a years long feud. Years that this feud has been building between Joshua Hancock and James Caleb Kitchens. They ended it in the cage. A brutal, brutal match. If you want to hear more behind-the-scenes stuff about that show, I've got a link in the show notes to the interview that Suplexes and Microphones did with James Caleb Kitchens the day after that show. Uh, you need to go check it out. Uh, Joe and Nate do a good job. They're good guys. And it's a, it's a pretty entertaining, pretty entertaining video. And and that leads me to what, what I really want to talk about. And that's Three Count Pro Wrestling, their country Santa show. It ran, that's where I was. Um, they had to bring out more chairs. I'm not sure exactly how many chairs they had, they, they, they had out. They had to bring out more chairs. And then they ran out of chairs. Totally ran out of chairs. There were a few spaces on the bleachers, but they ran out of chairs. And I don't think, uh, according to Matty G, I don't think that's happened before. Now, it's possible, you know, you're at a church, people borrow chairs or whatever. It's possible there weren't as many chairs there as there normally are. I don't know. I just know they ran out of chairs. I just know... They collected truckloads of toys to support Country Santa. This partnership has been going on for years to help the children of Pickens County to make sure that the thousands of kids that normally wouldn't get a Christmas get a Christmas thanks to the generosity of Country Santa. And Three Count Pro Wrestling's been a huge part of that. They've had a tremendous partnership. And they had uh, where Calvary First Baptist parks their bus uh, because, you know, it was it was raining a little bit. People, um, people were kind of gathered there in that little garage and that's where the toys were. And there were toys and toys and toys and toys and toys. And everybody that brought a toy got half off their ticket. All tickets, $10. And here's what Three Count Pro Wrestling has done. Now listen, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, Heath, you've worked with Three Count Pro Wrestling. You're biased. Okay. Or Heath, you, they gave you an award, so of course you're talking good about them. 
hey, I've said it repeatedly, and I told them, I said, listen, this, I was blown away. Had no idea I was getting their legacy award. Certainly, I will say to the to, to my last breath, don't know what I did to deserve it. I am humbled. I am honored. Uh, it, it it meant a lot to me. And those guys have, have been with me through some of the toughest days of my life. And so am I biased? Yeah. Okay. All right. So am I... Am I really being objective about what I'm going to say about this show? No. Was I on commentary at this show? Yeah. Is it six days after that show and I still haven't got my voice back? Absolutely. Now, let me tell you, people say all the time, well, I don't like WWE and I don't like that TV wrestling. I wish wrestling was like it was when I was a kid. Well, let me tell you, all the kids that were at three count, pro wrestling, I see it in their eyes. I see their reaction. They feel like you did when you were a kid watching wrestling. My girlfriend was there. Heard her kids, their first ever wrestling show. And I watched the reaction of her kids. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Because everybody's always talking about kayfabe's dead and you can't make people believe. Let me tell you, you come... You come out to Calvary First Baptist Church. Because they, they make the kids believe. And even the older people. That's the one thing. There's a whole section of senior ladies who bring a lot to that show. They don't go to any other wrestling. They go to three count. They go to three count because they help raise Austin Jordan. They go to three count because Boomer Payne has gone out of his way over the last three or four years to get under the skin of each and every one of those fans. And so they revel in the opportunity to boo that man. And from start to finish, I mean, this show started with P.J. Ellis giving an interview about his, his heavyweight title shot and him being attacked by Big Country with, I mean, I, I was, I'm, I mean, I'm seven feet, if that, from this. I mean, I, I had to get up from the, from my table, from the broadcast position. Some of the best chair shots I've seen laid in in a long time. Like, some chair shots that made me say, huh, what did that boy do? It was great. And then to see Big Country, who everybody wanted to cheer. And even as he started into his promo, they wanted to cheer him. And as the promo went on, you could physically see it in the crowd. You could see the switch flip. Where they're going from cheering, and then he starts talking about the crowd, and they're like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Why are we cheering this guy? He's talking about us. And then, and I'm going to skip around because that's what I'm going to do. And then during the match, there were still 
a smattering of cheers for Big Country until he brought out that barbed wire baseball bat. And that was it. Everybody was done with him. And then he gets that bat in the ring. Sammy Ray, uh, PJ Ellis' fiance, comes in the ring. And when Big Country super kicked her, the, the 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 last two or three holdouts who were still cheering for Big Country, that was it. And when PJ Ellis made the pin and won the title, let me tell you, PJ Ellis, when he came to and he saw what Big Country had done to Sammy and he fired up, the crowd reaction to that it was incredible. Now listen, I know some people are going to say, well, you know, that's that wrestling's not that great or these aren't the best guys or this is not a Dave Meltzer six-star classic or whatever. Let me, let me tell you something about wrestling. In that moment, when P.J. Ellis got him in the corner and he just started wailing on him, it wasn't like you know, the typical wrestling punch. P.J. Ellis, like, lost his temper, lost control. And every person in that building, in that moment, because at that moment, before that moment, there were still people in the crowd. It wasn't that they were still cheering for big country. They weren't sure how they felt about P.J. Ellis. And in that moment... When he just went off on Big Country, every person in that building, from the six-year-old kid on the front row to the grandmother, everybody understood. Everybody understood how he felt. Everybody in that room connected with him. Now, listen. Do I know if that's going to be a sustained thing and P.J. Ellis is now going to be one of the big heroes in three-count pro wrestling? That remains to be seen. Does he have a wealth of potential? Does he have size and, and speed and tools that no one else in the Carolina has at this point? Oh, yeah, i definitely say that. But in that moment, it was absolutely a beautiful thing because in the moment, You forgot what you were watching. Everybody in that building. We were desperate for him to, to teach Big Country a lesson he did. It was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, every match on that card did it what it was supposed to do. Uh, you had Cade wrestling Jackson Sane, and that's something that had been building. I mean, the, the match with Big Country and P.J. Ellis had been building since August when P.J. Ellis won the three-count Pro 20 Battle Royal and earned that briefcase. Cade and Jackson Sane has been building for months. And that was Cade's first match. And for somebody's first match, it was what it needed to be. I thought he did a phenomenal job. And to me, okay, for, for Jackson Sane, who's a young wrestler in his own right. I mean, he's definitely put on the miles. He's put in the matches. 
Uh, but to kind of lead Cade through his first match, I know there were some nerves there. But they made it happen. Crowd was into it. And again, it was what it needed. It was what it needed uh, to be. You had... Um, dude, it was such a good, such a good card. You had... Uh, you had a tag team that wasn't there, so they had to call an audible. And TJ Boss attacks Jamal Hewins, and they had a great match. Man, what a, a great David and Goliath match! Only this time, you know, Goliath won. But in wrestling, you don't have to go over to get over. Jamal Hewins is already over with that crowd. When he came out, he was somebody everybody wanted to have their picture made. He's connected with that audience. And you might say, well, this and well, I'm just telling you what I saw in my own eyes. I'm telling you what my girlfriend's kid's like. Hey, we want a picture with that guy. Can we get a picture with that guy? Grab that guy. Who had who, who, who had smiley face stamps on their hands? Just about everybody. Uh, so that was a good match. Again, it was it, it was what it needed to be. Was it a five-star classic? No. But in the context of Country Santa, they needed that match to be a certain thing, and it was that certain thing. Ken, Ken Magnum and Jake Jacobs, they needed that to be a certain thing, and it was. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, about that match, and you can read a little bit about that in the Black Christmas timeline. But again, it was what it needed to be. And I'll have a lot more to say about uh, about that match in particular and, and what led up to it. Oh, I, I've talked about a lot about it on Patreon. You had Zuka King taking on JDX, who's, who's a young man I never met before, and absolutely blown away. Uh, somebody who had trained with Ken Anderson. He's trained with Cody Rhodes in the Nightmare Factory. And I went up to him, I said, hey, just want to introduce myself. I'm doing commentary. I'm very sorry, not familiar with your work. Help me out. He said, hey, this is my story. This is where I'm from. This is who I've trained with. Uh, this is my finisher. This is why I do this finisher. It's like, you know, kudos to his trainers. He knew what I was looking for. And everything he told me helped tell the story of that match and it was a tremendous match he took on Zuka King kudos to Zuka and Perry James um, they did a they you know they did a finish where JDX wins the match it seems like he's won the battle zone United States championship but Perry James pulls Zuka King's foot onto the ropes so the referee has to see it the referee restarts the match you get the foreign object, Zuka King cheats, Zuka King retains, even into Sunday, all right? Even into Sunday, my girlfriend's kid said, that guy cheated. That's not fair. Why did they let that guy do that? Why did that referee do that? They cheated him. So, in, and this is what's special about three count. I saw this in a couple of ways. There were two guys that made their debuts for, for three count, JDX and Antonio Morgan. And most of the three count fans had not heard of those guys because the three count fans are three count fans. They don't go 
to all the other independent shows. They aren't in all the Carolina Wrestling Facebook groups, which are which are an echo chamber. It's the same 500 of us in all those groups, and we think just because we see every show poster a hundred times that everybody has seen it. And the fact is, people don't. And the three count fans, I would say they're not even wrestling fans. They're three count wrestling fans. They don't watch it on TV. Some of them grew up going to wrestling. And I think the biggest compliment you could pay three count is that these people that grew up going to wrestling in this region, three count reminds them of what they grew up with. Because the good guys are good guys and the bad guys are bad guys. Speaking of Perry James, as you know, he is paid for time on this show. And uh, I don't even know if we're on speaking terms right now. He doesn't like speaking to me anyway, but I hope to have him back on here soon, especially once, hopefully once the finalists are named uh, for the Carolina's Professional Wrestling Awards. I definitely want to have uh, that conversation uh, with him about the year he's had in 2022. It was a tremendous match. But JDX and Antonio Morgan, just by showing up, they're over. Because the three-count wrestling fans is like, oh, this guy's wrestling for three-count? I like him. Doesn't even have to be good. I've seen wrestlers come in that weren't that great. But the three-count fans, they really don't care. They're there to yell. They're there to scream. They're there to cheer. They're there to boo. And that's what they want to do. And if you're a wrestler trying to get... We had a young wrestler come in. And he's like, oh, this crowd's terrible. Because they didn't give him a this is awesome chant. Because they weren't responding to all his moves. Because he wasn't responding to them. He wasn't listening to them. He didn't realize, hey, they either want to cheer you or they want to boo you. And you haven't given them a reason to do either one of those things. But JDX, I mean, I'm going to stop and say this. If you're a promoter listening to this, you need to book this young man. Holy Toledo. You want to talk about potential. You want to talk about a look. You want to talk about charisma. You want to talk about an it factor. I'm telling you, let's get this guy. He's obviously licensed in South Carolina now. He, if he got his license in November or December, he's good for 2022. I hope, I hope that he's back in three-count pro wrestling. I hope he gets another shot at Zuka King. Uh, I hope we see see more of this. Um, just a, just an absolutely, uh, just really impressed with him. Um, again, Antonio Morgan was part of a four-way for the Next Level Championship. The Scottish Prince, Jacob Armachain, they're in the same faction, hearts and minds. So there's a story there. You got uh, the Blue Chipper, Chase Emery's in there. You got Antonio Morgan. So you got, man, you got four different shapes and sizes and styles and this match was everything it needed to be. And and here's the thing. What's the story they've been telling since August? Chase Emery. Josh uh, O'Glesby kept cheating to beat him. And that's the story. He kept getting cheated, kept getting cheated. Matter of fact, I think this match may have been Chase Emery's first win in three count. Because the fans knew, well, if they weren't cheating, he would win. And finally, um, he won the match, won the next level title. Chase Emery's the person 
I submitted for Rising Star of the Year. And now, as we end 2021, uh, Chase Emery, Next Level Champion in three count. He's the Pro Wrestling Union Heavyweight Champion. Sky's the limit for him. Sky's the limit. Um, I would say... And I would say this to Chase Emery. So, like, he, it's the opposite of JDX. JDX, I want him wrestling more places in the Carolinas. Chase Emery has probably got to that point where he could wrestle fewer places, if you know what I mean, and really concentrate on a couple and really be a part of some really good storylines. I will say this. For the most part, um, I mean, Chase Emery's so good. Like, he's good enough to overcome bad booking. But he's been booked pretty well. I think I'm not the I'm not like some wizard talent scout who's that Chase Emery's not a sleeper pick. Okay, he's not a sleeper pick. Everybody knows the deal. Uh, which hey, who's gonna give me Chase Emery and JDX? Who's gonna give me that? You know, I know it would be babyface versus babyface. Sign me up. Right now for that. Sign me up. I think that would be an incredible match. And then, okay, I'm, I'm trying to go. I'm thinking through the card. I don't, I don't want to leave anybody out. And if I did, I mean, everybody gave their heart and souls on that show. Uh, and it was it was really, really good. And throughout the night, there were, there were false finishes. There was cheating. And I've heard some people say, well, you know, you can't, you know, you can't do too many false finishes because you'll burn the crowd out. And I think that's true in some cases. And I've talked about on, on Patreon, especially the the energy of a live audience, and that when you start a whether it's a concert, any type of live event, you start with a certain amount of energy and everything you do in that event, you either take away from that energy or you build into the energy. And what I saw again, I already know people are going to text me. Heath, you're, you're kind of being ridiculous. You're being hyperbolic. That's what I do. I'm hyperbolic. But to anybody that was there, if you had told me, Hey, this is going to be everything leading up to the main event. This is how into it the crowd's going to be. Are they going to have anything left for the main event? I'd be like, man, I don't know. And then if you told me, hey, this is what they're going to do in the main event, I'd be like, man, they're going to burn this crowd out. It did not happen. The main event was Boomer Payne and Derek Driver against Ace Armstrong and Austin Jordan. And to every one of those three count fans, this was a match years in the making. Boomer Payne made his debut in three count pro wrestling by coming out of the crowd and attacking Ace Armstrong years ago in that very church. People remember that. Um, Boomer and Bryce have been, Sons of Steel have been tag team champs for a long time. Bryce had to have surgery earlier this year. Boomer picked a replacement. Good night. Could he have picked a better replacement than Derek Driver? Give me Derek Driver versus everybody. I think you could put 
I think you could put Derek Driver in a tag team with a broom and have matches of the year. And and I'd, I'd, I'd probably vote for them. To, I mean, Derek Driver's that good. Then you had, you know, Boomer and Austin Jordan have feuded all across the Carolinas. And then you had Ace who feuded with Austin Jordan. And so there's all this intrigue leading into this match. And then this match was a thing of beauty. It was absolutely a thing of beauty. It was the best emotionally, okay? Is this match going to win an Oscar? No. But some of our favorite favorite movies don't win the Oscar. You judge it by how it made you feel. You judge it by the box office. Avengers Endgame didn't win an Oscar. But, but how many of us have watched that scene where Captain America gets Thor's hammer or the, or the Dr. Strange space portals open up. We've watched that multiple times. I've watched that fight scene in Endgame so many times because it's just a great, it's just how it makes you feel. It just makes you feel amazing. And this match did that. You know, Austin Jordan, who's been out, I want to say since April and I remember the first time I saw him after he broke his arm. And it was it was a devastating injury. And and he's engaged to be married. And I think one of the reasons he knew this woman was a keeper was she was with him when she when he got hurt and she stayed with him and they were they were out of town. They were not in this area when he got hurt. And I remember talking to him um when he came back and and you could really tell he wasn't sure what his future was and i i don't blame him and he he had a lot on his mind and so to see him come back in front of that crowd to see the reaction he got and he and he didn't come out until his music hit. He wasn't out in the crowd during the show. He didn't come out during the intermission. It was incredible. It was really incredible. And then Ace started the match. And it felt like they went seven or eight minutes before Austin Jordan tagged in. And they teased it, and they teased it, and then he gets tagged in. And this match, like, some people would say, well, he this match was very overbooked. You had ref bumps. You had interference uh, in the form of uh, Cruiser Lewis coming out as a referee. And I love Cruiser, man. Cruiser came out, pulled something out of his pocket. He's like, I got my referee's license right here. Just It's just these little things. And... You had ref bumps, and you had cheating, and you had, uh, again, you had, they, toward the end of the match, they started working Austin's arm, and everybody, like, again, Sunday, I'm like, hey, is his arm okay? Is he going to be okay? Like, did he re-break his arm? I'm telling you. When kids are still talking about it the next day, you've done something right. I don't care if it's a two-star match, five-star match, no-star match. I don't care. 
If the kids are still talking about it, you've done something right. And when, when, when the end of that match happened, and it, I think what, I mean, it, it, it was a huge pop because they built and built and built. And I told Matty G on commentary, I said, I said, the edges of the seats are gone. These people been on the edges of their seats all night. It's just not there. And the, and it, 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 it was, it was an incredible thing to be a part of. It was an incredible thing to be there live and to see the bill, to see the reaction of the crowd, to see, to feel it. I mean, you felt it. And I was yelling on commentary. Uh, I remember the first time Mark and I, when we first started doing commentary, we had a totally different setup. And we didn't have, the first couple of shows we did, we didn't have headphones. And we just had to yell the whole time. Saturday night, I had headphones. And I have never, I was adjusting all night. I could not hear myself. All I could hear was the crowd. That's all I could hear. And it was such a fun thing to be a part of. And there were definitely, and that show went three hours. Man, that show went a lot longer. And I went back and looked and I was thinking, man, where did we, you know, where did we like get kind of sideways with the time? And that crowd didn't care. And when, when that main event ended, there were a few people that left, but everybody wanted to stay because they wanted pictures and kudos to the wrestlers for coming out. And a lot of them did really well on, on merch and it was just a good night. And three count pro wrestling has just, they have found their niche. They have found their groove and they found a great partner in Calvary First Baptist Church because it it's it gives the church away. There, there. I mean, there's a lot of people in that community that come to those wrestling shows. This is not a show where you know people aren't driving in. I heard uh, Nick McDaniel on Tapped Out, uh, Tapped Out podcast. And he went to two shows last weekend where he had to drive the show Friday night he went to. He drove two hours and the show he went to, he went to Southern Honor Friday night. He went to Viral Saturday night. He drove two hours to both shows. And I, you know, I, I've driven, I've driven four hours to shows before. Three Count is, is, is not a show that a lot of people drive two hours for. It's a, it's a lot of the community people. Again, these aren't people that go to a lot of wrestling. They go to three count pro wrestling. And so it, it's a, it's a way for the church to really reach their community. And there's always a ton of the church people there mingling and interacting and they sell concessions and all the concession proceeds, uh, go to their homeless ministry. It's a really great thing. It's a really great partnership. And they've just found their groove. And they, I think three count, you know, my first experience with three count was when they had Ric Flair at Pickens Middle School. I want to say 2015. And 
was it 2015? Maybe it was 2014. I don't know. I'm getting my year. I'm getting old. I can't keep straight. I can't keep track of stuff. And you know, they drew 600 people and got a lot of toys for for country country Santa. And I think they realized, man, we can we can draw 250, 300 people with our guys, with our guys, without bringing in a big name, without a ten thousand dollar payroll. I mean, you had two shows within 20 minutes of each other Saturday night in upstate South Carolina. And they drew close to the same. Within 25 people, within 30 people, they drew about the same. But it's two totally different stories. Two totally different stories. And a year from now, Three Count will still be running Country Santa. And I can't wait for them to announce uh, the venue for that. Uh, but will there be another Black Christmas? I don't know. But 12 months from now, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see who's still here. And uh, so kudos, kudos to everybody. It was a great, great night. I still don't have my voice. I still, <coughs> my voice still isn't all the way back. It's been six days. And that's when you know it's good. That's when you know it's good. When you're so caught up, they just lose yourself in the moment. And that's that's the wrestling we grew up with. That's why we started a little did I know when we when Mark and I started this podcast that we would have the opportunity to not just get to experience more and more wrestling together. I mean, I've watched. I mean, I've watched more wrestling, been to more wrestling in the last seven years than ever. And, uh, but to be a part of putting things together to try to hook kids, uh, when when Three Count was running in Liberty, we we basically had a kids section. And we said we want these kids right next to the commentary table because they're because we because I fed off their energy during the show. Um, anyway, just good, good, good stuff. So I say all that to just encourage you as a fan. Most fans don't have a clue a lot of the things that went on this weekend. And that's good. And there's still there's still some good wrestling promotions that are helping the community that are taking care of the guys at Wrestle Forum that are putting on good quality shows that are entrenched in the community. Not just coming in and trying to pop a number. But they're entrenched in the community. They become a part of the community. Uh, so it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, this weekend, I, I mean, real quick, PWX, um, they got a great show coming up this weekend. Unfortunately, Bandito um, is out because of, of COVID. Man, hope hope he has a good, you know, he missed the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. He's missing this. Uh, I'm very curious. I don't think they've been that as of... 
8, uh, 8 a.m. Friday morning. I don't think they've announced Chip Day's new opponent, but I think it's going to be good. And, and I'm going to be honest. Before this year, I wasn't a big Chip Day guy. Now, did I think he wasn't good? No, I, I thought he was good. Just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay? And that's okay. But this year, man, Chip Day really won me over. Not that he needed to. Not that he, that even matters to him. But I'm just saying, his his ring work, his consistency, the good, the just the the good matches he's had, and he's been in some high profile matches this year. And I still got to go back and watch the match with him and John Davis because John Davis is about my favorite indie wrestler right now. That's that's not low. That's not really really local. Um. I mean, you got Lucky Ali and Fred Yeha. That's going to be tremendous. It's just going to be, it's going to be a really, really good show. And with the closing of Ring of Honor, and and kudos to PWX. You know, they've got this new partnership. This show is going to be streaming on IWTV, nine dollars a month. Um, and and PWX is going to be a featured promotion on IWTV. So kudos to them. I know that's a deal they've worked on a long time. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, dude. PWX is 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 not messing around anymore. But but neither is uh, neither is AML. AML, you know, they've been putting out the announcements this week about their War Games match, which is like six weeks away, January thirtieth, um, in uh, Thomasville, North Carolina, East Davidson High School. I have a lot of friends who are, at, there's a lot of Wesleyan churches in the Thomasville area. And am I trying to get to that show? 100%. I am trying to get to that show on Sunday. I think it's January 30th. Uh, trying to get there. Trying to get there. So, hey, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. If you're a wrestling fan locally, I hope you find some wrestling to go uh, watch over the holidays. Watch what you want to watch. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. And let's put some of this bad stuff behind us. Uh, let's buy t-shirts of these wrestlers. Let's support them. Because you never know when a wrestler is going to get cheated out of a payday. And have to pay fees. And have to deal with all these headaches. So support them. Buy a ticket. Buy their merch. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Go, you know. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just support them and support them and support them. So, hey, thanks so much for listening, uh, and we'll see you soon.